0: Hello, and welcome to Husband and Wifetime, a podcast celebrating Lifetime movies. I'm Matt Capperletti.: And I'm Elizabeth Blickle. And we're here today to talk about the 2020 film, Deadly Mile High Club.
1: This was the first movie that Matt and I didn't watch together. Right. He abandoned me for a week to go home and celebrate his father's birthday. <laughs> so we didn't watch this together.
0: We did not. Although we had seen it together previously last year when it first premiered.
1: My biggest takeaway from watching it alone was that these movies are not fun to watch alone. Yeah. They're really fun to watch as part of an experience. You didn't watch it alone, though. You watched it with your mom. I did.
0: Well, she wanted to watch a movie because she's listened to the podcast a number of times and wanted to see what the movies were all about.
1: This one is a wild one to start with. Yeah. So, the premise of this is that a guy, I'm doing trivia this week and you're not going to get a single name. A guy
0: <laughs>
1: decides, sure, decides to take flying yeah. lessons uh-huh. and his instructor becomes obsessed with him because she believes him to be the reincarnation of her Recently deceased lover who died in a plane crash, which she survived. Right. That's the basic gist of the movie. Mm -hmm. If we were to do this plot point by plot point, it would take years. This might, I mean, this truly is like just shy of being stalked by my doctor one. Yeah. In terms of... The twists and turns. And so it's no surprise, actually, because it's coming from Doug Campbell. Right. So Those we're in that. cut to the players at the end. We're in that universe, yes. So we're just going to hit you with the things that were most interesting to us. I will say Jake's wife...
0: Annie.
1: Annie wears a pink straw fedora throughout the movie. With such frequency, it reminded me of the old spooky tale of the woman who had the bow, always wore the choker around her neck, and when she took it off, it was because her head was detached. She was like a ghost or something. I'm not familiar with that. Okay, well, it, it was like that. You wondered if she took the hat off, if there would be like an exposed brain or something. But also, it was a for sure a bachelorette party hat. They had to take the sash that said bride-to-be off of Mm -hmm. that. It was that kind of quality, color, and cut, really. (laughs) But we're not going to say much about that. If you want to hear more about the fedora, How Did This Get Made did a really funny episode about this movie, and they cover in great length the pink fedora. Yeah, And I would point you to that. So we're going to stick to other things that we noticed. Sure. To add to the conversation on this really important entry into the canon, obviously. So what did you take away from this movie?
0: Since this was the second time watching it, I had forgotten about the character of the mother-in-law. Oh, oh yeah. Annie's mother, the factory owner, and Jake's boss. And just... Would battleaxe be an okay term to use? It would
1: be correct. It would also be accurate to say her haircut is very Liza with a Z. Mm. That is a woman who took a photo of recent days Liza to the the salon and was Mm -hmm. like, give me the Liza. Yes.
0: Yeah, so I mean, just seeing the way that she is constantly on Jake's case, and rightfully so, Jake's not a great employee, Um, He's also
1: not terribly bright. He does leave his car. He leaves the front window of his car down overnight mm -hmm. outside. Hmm. Not a great idea.
0: You know, it sounds like the person who his mother-in-law would say about him, you've got the mental capacity of a donut (laughs) and that he's three tacos short of a combo plate.
1: How many tacos are in a combo plate?
0: I was wondering the same thing. She's going
1: to like really generous (laughs) restaurants. (laughs) I would think of a combo plate as like a taco and a fajita, three tacos on a combo. Unless she means a taco platter where they're giving you three tacos. Yeah,
0: right. To different varieties, so that you can
1: try carnitas and you know different kinds of meats or or one without meat. Mm -hmm. Now I'm just talking about tacos. Okay, continue. The way that
0: she casts her shadow on all of this, and I guess Annie is the one person that she likes, and um, Jake was never good enough for her, and the way that she meets her untimely death by thinking, oh, it's a great idea for me to accept a flight to Santa Barbara from Tanya, the sinister flight instructor. And... It's not at all like she's going to do something to her, like, chuck her out of a plane at 15,000 feet or whatever it was.
1: Tanya does have a high body count. She does. Okay, so what else did you want to talk about?
0: Jake's just... Going back to your point about him not being so bright. he's also just really naive. The way that he is just thinking, okay, I don't like this job that's been handed to me, but... I'm going to become a pilot. And uh, doesn't he say something about to Annie, oh, well, if we have a plane, we can go on vacation anytime we want.
1: Yeah. He, I don't think he understands that there are other components to owning a plane. You have to pay for the fuel. Yeah. And that, it's my understanding that that is no small thing. Yeah. The plane he wants and the plane that he ultimately buys to me, it looked like a toy airplane. Mm-hmm. And I would honestly have to be huffing model airplane glue <laughs> to get on that plane. Sure. I You could not... Forget about paying me. I would not sit in it on the ground.
0: As a passenger or as a pilot?
1: I wouldn't fly this plane as a passenger, as a pilot. I wouldn't even do like a flight simulator where this was the plane. Uh-huh. I have no interest in planes like this. I I barely want to be on planes to begin with, and mm-hmm. when I see one like this, as we've discussed at great length before, if a plane does not have a bathroom, it is not a plane. Mm-hmm. It's a paper airplane at that point to me. Like yeah. it's you're hang gliding to your destination. <laughs> sure. if I can't if there's not a drinks cart and a restroom, I don't want to be on it. Yeah. What's next? <laughs>
0: A thing about Gonzo. Gonzo Rogers, the other flight flight instructor. Yeah. Who Tanya messes with his plane before he has so his he demonstration, so he dies. The stuff he says, he's an absolute caricature of a person. Yeah. And he's flying and he says,
1: I love God, I love being me. Woo! Yes. He's and then he because Doug Campbell is a truly twisted individual. He immediately dies. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, the thing that I thought was odd about that other flight school is that all the women who work for him, they're all dressed like flight attendants from the 1950s. Yeah. And I, I'm going to say this again. These are not planes that have flight attendants. They don't even have bathrooms. You don't need to dress like a flight attendant to work at a flight school If you're never in the sky right those women were not in the sky they were just like office workers yeah and he made them dress like they were on a Pan Am flight in 1952 yeah the little hats Mm -hmm. and the scarf and the full face of makeup what's the point
0: so it brings in the students everyone wants to learn with Gonzo
1: it does what else did you want to talk about
0: I think the last thing was uh, when Annie is in that box that wouldn't crate.
1: You have to give a little backstory. These people have not seen the movie. Right, okay. Annie is put into a box by the flight instructor. After being chloroformed. After being chloroformed. Because she plans to push her from the plane mid-flight so that she drowns in a box, which is a particularly cruel death. It's bad enough to drown Mm -hmm. or to die in a box, but to do both really feels like overkill. Yeah. As a side note, I do want to ask, they claim that in the first aid kit for airplanes, there's chloroform. That cannot be true. To what
0: purpose?
1: I can't think. Here's how I know they don't have chloroform in those kits. Mm -hmm. If there were first aid kits on airplanes that had chloroform in them all of these people who are getting into fist fights with flight attendants and then getting duct taped to their seats uh uh-uh they would be getting chloroform Uh uh-huh you want to tell me they like they had chloroform at their disposal but they were like eh let's try to wrestle him to the ground because it's often to him let's try to wrestle this person to a the ground and then duct tape him to his seat instead of just Someone sneaking up and chloroforming him and then duct taping him. You don't. Right. Yeah. You use the best tool in your kit for a given situation, which leads me to believe there's no chloroform. Yeah. Anyways, but so Annie is chloroformed and put in this box. And the lie that the flight instructor tells Jake is that on the inside, it's trackers for fish mm-hmm. in fish food that a local university has her dump from her airplane in the box when she flies between the United States and Mexico. Yeah. If someone told you, we're just going to push this box out of a plane en route between the United States and Mexico, what would be your first thought that was inside of it? Provided you'd never seen this movie. Drugs. Obviously. Okay. Jake Jake never asks the obvious question. Mm -hmm. He asks if he can see inside, and then he asks if it's environmentally friendly. Yes. But at no point does he have like a, hmm, moment where he's like, could this be drugs or counterfeit goods or something that we're trying to dispose of? And he doesn't follow up about like, why wouldn't you open the box? That is solid wood. It will take a really long time to degrade in the water to the point that those trackers get into those fish, yeah anyways what what did you want to say about him the box
0: uh it was mainly just how long Annie's in it. yes, granted she's chloroform for the beginning of it, yes, but
1: does chloroform last very long either? I, I thought know. it was like a Like it puts you out, but I didn't think it put you out for hours. Yeah. I thought it was like a temporary kind of thing. There's so much we don't know about chloroform. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And I don't feel like these movies ever shed any light on it. That's true. But so, yes, she's in the box for a long time. And
0: the fact that she's able to work her way out of it and, you know, while quite miraculous, but expected that she's able to do that. uh,
1: That's what you want to say about the box. no, that's the thing you wanted to highlight that happens with the box. No, it's not. Okay, you're you're leaving out what I would argue is the most wild scene in the movie. You mean the fact
0: that Jake and Tanya have sex on top of the box
1: mid-flight
0: with autopilot on?
1: Oh, and I how I is that possible? I have some real questions about autopilot. Yeah. The first of them being, I don't think the autopilot is. That sophisticated on a plane that is that rinky-dink. Uh-huh. That plane again looked like something a seven-year-old would build in the basement with his father, mm-hmm. and they'd be so proud of it. But it looks like it was made out of is balsa wood. The wood I'm thinking of <laughs> yes, yes. looks like it was made out of balsa wood. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Maybe that's what the box is made out of. I don't
1: think that. <laughs> I don't, think, I don't think balsa wood would de- degrade in time for those fish to get anything. Yeah. It's going to be decades before those, I think, UCLA researchers yes. see anything about yeah. those fish. But I don't think that that plane is sophisticated. Again, it doesn't even have a bathroom. It can't be sophisticated enough that you just turn a button on and it flies you. I mean, Boop. even the self-driving cars really <laughs> struggle with driving. Yeah,
0: that leads me to the last thing that I was going to mention. The fact that... The sort of casual forgiveness at the end.
1: Oh my gosh, yes. Of
0: him having slept with Tanya.
1: Was truly bizarre. Yes. It's weirder than that. They have a cute, and I'm putting that in quotes, moment where he's just purchased a plane. Yeah. And he offers to let the kid he buys it from fly it sometimes for memory's sake. And then he apologizes, the kid walks away and he apologizes to his wife for cheating on her. Yeah. And she, jokingly or not, implies that she cheated on him with her, with her professor. Yes. And then it's like, <laughs> and like the, the players get listed yeah. on the screen. Yeah. It's so tonally off. Yes. You're like, well,. Did she, so she cheated on him and she, it's like the score's even, let's go for a flight. Or or is it like, you'll never know and it doesn't What is the point of that? I didn't understand the point of that at all. Yeah. I didn't even understand the point of him apologizing for it. I think we should have just ended with the moment where he flies the plane so low that he nudges tanya on the ground (laughs) yes yes
0: that was also an interesting aspect that he could knock her down
1: a move that i think could be executed by like a blue angel and basically no one else Uh that precision to like fly that close to the ground at top speed but not hit the ground and also not just crash land yeah i don't think he had those skills Mm.
0: he was a natural pilot. And he was shown reading a bi- biography of Eddie Rickenbacker.
1: I have no idea who that is. He
0: was, like, America's first air ace in World War I.
1: Okay. He had
0: some famous duels with the Red Baron. Not the one played by Snoopy.
1: Or the one you find in your grocery freezer aisle. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well... With all of those, you now know the climax and how things resolve. He knocks Tanya over with the plane, and then she's arrested. And then they have that tying up a bow scene where cheating is addressed? (laughs) Question mark. For me, I really, my reaction to this movie was more a series of philosophical questions. Maybe not even philosophical questions, just questions. First of all, the flight instructor believes that Jake is a reincarnation of her recently deceased lover. Right. Is that how reincarnation works to your understanding? Not exactly. Do you come back as a 25-year-old already existing man, or you come back as like a new soul, Hmm. like a new being? But I didn't think it was like someone passes... And then their soul can go into anything. I thought it was like, and then a snail comes into existence and they're in the snail. Mm -hmm. What happens to Jake's soul Mm -hmm. then? Are there two souls in there? (laughs) (laughs) So that was one thing. Maybe if
0: there were were two souls, he might be closer to being a full combo platter. (laughs)
1: I don't think the other guy was too smart either. Mm-hmm. The ori- the Jacob who replaced Jake, theoretically. Yeah. I don't think he was smart either because he was like... F- weren't they Frenching and, and having <laughs> sex as well? Were they?
0: While well, they were in the Rockies, right? Yeah.
1: I mean, <laughs> like, these people, you know, join the Mile High Club all you want, but like... You might want to pick a less treacherous way to do it. And usually when you hear people talking about joining the Mile High Club, if they're the pilot, there's also a co-pilot who is not the other person they're having sex with. Yes. It's like you hear about passengers sleeping with each other, or if a pilot does it, again, it would be a co-pilot on an actual plane and not a model airplane like these things. Sure. So that was my question about about reincarnation. Okay. My other question, I know there's an answer to this one. That one is more of a, it depends on your perspective on reincarnation. Mm -hmm. Jake is kicked out of his marital home for a while. And so he goes to stay with a friend who we never see because we had to pay for planes and stuff. So the cast in this is quite, quite small. Yeah. The unseen friend lets him stay in a spare room. And my question is... Why are there so many dolls in his friend's (laughs) guest bedroom? There was an overabundance of dolls. (laughs) How did I miss that? In the guest bedroom. (laughs) Leading me to ask the question. How many dolls is too many dolls for a room that doesn't have a child sleeping in it? (laughs) Like, how many dolls can you have in a room that an adult is intended to sleep in before it starts to be a horror movie.
0: I think once you get above two.
1: Even two feels like a lot to me. There better be a backstory on either of those. But these were like, they ranged, if memory serves, they ranged from like rag dolls to like Madame Alexander porcelain style dolls. <laughs> Real weird.
0: Maybe his friend Tom was a doll dealer.
1: And honestly, Doug Campbell, falling asleep on the job. If you have a scene where a man is in a room with dolls, I expect that man to do something with those dolls. Mm. Talk to them. Smell them. (laughs) (laughs) You know something you have given us such great doll work before (laughs) that I it feels
0: real missed opportunity
1: it's a missed opportunity but also it's you know we were sold a false bill of goods (laughs) I expected something to happen it's it's Campbell's doll there's a doll in the room it's a Campbell movie at some point (laughs) the doll (laughs) must speak or be spoken to or what have you. But some of these rules guide good films. And mm. and I, I felt a little betrayed. <laughs> so that was really, I mean, I didn't have any big thoughts on it. It was a truly mad movie. If yeah. you are looking for something, you know, a genuine fever dream <laughs> of a movie, I would give it a watch, but I would watch it with someone because... This is one that you don't want to watch alone. It's absurdist to the degree that you need someone there to be laughing with you. Yeah. Otherwise, you just feel like your husband abandoned you for a family celebration. And it's like a bad feeling.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And for that, I am sorry.
1: Anyways... I was trivia this week. You were. I gave it what can only be described as a half-hearted cursory (laughs) Google search. Sometimes your heart's just not in it. Yeah. And I will also add, sometimes the trivia's just not there. Yeah. You don't have a Bruce Boxleitner, who we haven't heard from on this podcast in a while. I'm gonna have to... Let's... Our next episode will probably be a christmas movie let's find one that's truly antiquated in its presentation of male female relationships and see if we can't you know saddle up yeah if we can't get the old old boy out out of the stable anyways kimberly arland played dr hammond do you remember there being a doctor in this movie no. I don't remember there being a doctor in this movie at all. So we're talking minor character.
0: Annie was studying for her doctorate. but Was Dr. Hammond the doctor when Tanya survives the crash? Who <gasps> tells her that Jake didn't make Jacob it? Jacob died. Jacob yeah. didn't make it. Yes.
1: But... Okay, that must be who it was. So Kimberly Arland, Dr. Hammond, was on screen for a sum total of, I think, 60 seconds. She was... Extra talent in Prince and the New Power Generation's get-off. What? Yeah. And before the age of 13, she had her own performance company, personally booking gigs with large companies. She was a special request performer for Sammy Davis Jr. to tap at his birthday party.
0: You said your heart wasn't in it. You've just spun gold from... Well, Straw.
1: All, all respect and thanks given to Kimberly Arland. <laughs> she wasn't given much to work with in this performance. No. But having read that trivia, don't you feel like the scene would have been better if she'd tapped in and out? <laughs>
0: oh, certainly. What a way to inform a patient that your loved one has died than with the, a little bit of that old soft Fire. shoe. <laughs>
1: I can't do tabbing. I I have no but she could have been like, you know, Jake is dead. Jazz <laughs> hands, jazz hands, hands. But you know what's not? My lively footwork <laughs> that's my exit. I you know, that's Again, I hate when talent is left on the table. Yeah. But maybe they couldn't... Maybe they went through her performance company and they couldn't pay her, her rates to dance. Yeah. So maybe this was Kimberly Arland's fault. Right. Who's to blame for the...
0: The lack of tap dancing the and the deadly lack a, The
1: lack of a dancing doctor informing you about your deceased <laughs> loved one. It... That sounds like a goof, but that is exactly the kind of thing I expect from a Doug Campbell movie. Sure.
0: He's had Dancing Doctors
1: before. He has. And I would... I don't think Eric Roberts would be offended by me saying this. I think she is a more talented dancer than Eric Roberts. So she would be the better Dancing Doctor. I don't think that's his first... I'd agree with that. As a triple threat, I think his first threat... Is acting. Yeah. And the dancing and singing comes after. Sure. So Anna Marie Dobbins, the one who played Fedora in this movie, (laughs) is she the one he dances with in that Eric Roberts dances with in that movie?
0: Wait. Was.
1: Yeah. Oh, you didn't recognize. Fedora was in one of the Stock by My Doctor movies. Oh. I think she was the one who... She might have been in Patience Revenge. Okay. I think she's the one who danced with Eric Roberts.
0: Because she was the childhood friend of of Sophie. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. I completely missed that. Maybe she nixed it. She's like, I've seen one too many Dancing Doctors. Doug. We gotta cut this. Yeah. All right. Well, it's a short one, but...
0: Then again, so was our time with mother-in-law Margaret.
1: The fact that I did this episode at all, considering we are still not in It's a Wonderful Lifetime territory, I feel like I should be proud. If you want to get in touch with us, you can email us at husbandandwifetime at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at husbandwifetime or on Instagram at husbandandwifetime. If you like this episode, please rate and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.
0: Thanks. Bye.